Lady Beatrice Marsham had been a widow for over a year and enjoyed every minute of her now single state. She well remembered the first day of her freedom, when she had descended the stairs of her husband's townhouse to see her spouse, Mr. Harry Blackstone, being carried into the hall by his drinking companions. Foxed again, they had called cheerfully, dumping the body in a chair. Lady Beatrice had looked at her husband with impatient distaste, called her maid, pulled on her gloves, and gone out to make various calls. She was surprised on her return to find the blinds down and a hatchment over the door. Her husband, it transpired, was not dead drunk, but simply dead. As Lady Beatrice, she had never used her married name, settled herself comfortably in a corner seat of the Brighton stagecoach, she remembered an overwhelming feeling of relief when they told her Harry was dead. No more drunken scenes, no more embarrassing fumblings in the bedchamber at night, no more jealous rages. She was free of it all. Her parents, the Earl and Countess of Debron, had arranged that marriage. Lady Beatrice had assumed that, being a widow of twenty-eight, she would now be left alone. But only two days ago, her father had visited her to say that a marriage had been arranged for her with Sir Geoffrey Hanford. In vain she had raged. The Earl had pointed out brutally that she had not yet borne any sons. It was her duty to marry again. Then Sir Geoffrey had called, a thick-set, brutish man in snuff-stained clothes. To get rid of both her father and Sir Geoffrey, Lady Beatrice had said she would consider the matter and had then decided to take herself off to Brighton, hoping that by the time she returned the matter would have been forgotten. She had sent her servants and most of her baggage ahead, having rented a house in Brighton through an agent in London. She had planned to drive down the Brighton Road herself, for she was an expert whip, but the weather had turned very wet and so she had decided to take the stage. It was not unusual for an aristocrat, even a female one, to travel on the Brighton stage. The stagecoaches on that route were becoming very fashionable. Had not the Prince of Wales made Brighton fashionable? And it therefore followed that everything associated with that watering place should be considered bon ton.